Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to Open Sources Guelph here on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. I'm Adam A. Donaldson of Guelph Politico, and joining me is... Scotty Hertz. Hopefully everybody survived the holidays and didn't get any of that uh, what was in lemonade that was supposedly making the rounds. Oh my goodness, that Panera <laughs> lemonade. Oh man. Oh, the the, the, po- the poison lemonade that launched a thousand memes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't meme it, it didn't happen, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I never really liked the stuff, but uh, I was like, mm-mm, feeling sorry. And then it's like, mm-mm, this, what, what is real? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> you, wait, you don't like lemonade? What's wrong with you? That's my teeth don't like lemonade. I, you know, everyone who doesn't like lemonade generally, right? But I see. All right. I understand. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, so far, so good for 2024, I guess. Or I'll Christmas be- candies. I've, I've uh, cut back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We know a lot about Scotty Hurt's inner life. Dental plan. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Anyway. Open Source is CFRU's political and current affairs discussion show. You can find us here every Thursday at 5 p.m. As we talk about the latest news items from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, and around the world, and we sometimes interview local newsmakers and politicians. This week, though, it is our annual award show, although this is technically the first week of 2024. We still have some business with 2023, and that is the annual Open Sources Awards. Uh, As you may know, but as you may not know, if it's your first time listening to the show every year, at the end of the year, or the beginning of the year in this case, uh, we... Uh, give out four awards for worst politician of the year, the good news story of the year, the dumpster fire of the year, and the best politician of the year. And uh, we have a couple of caveats, of course. Uh, Donald Trump is ineligible. He's been retired. Uh, his number his number has been raised to the rafters of CFRU. <laughs> um, I was trying to remember, did we retire Doug Ford? Is he I think we all Ford's all Ford's retired all Ford's except maybe retired. Michael except yeah, Michael. Michael Michael Ford can still step in it or elevate the family discourse because uh, Ford's not his real last name but anyway well I mean day. it's he he changed it so um so there you go uh so uh we're gonna go in that order as I laid out we're gonna go worst politician good news break and then dumpster fire and good news that kind of balances out the the good and the bad maybe some ugly implied we'll see what happens um (laughs) (laughs) but scotty i seem to recall for the christmas movie show i got to go first so why don't you go first for for worst politician of the year okay well this shouldn't be a surprise to most worst politician of the year 2023 benjamin yetanyahu Ooh, in my opinion (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's put the situation in gaza aside for a second and talk about the corruption trial which i'm not actually sure what the state of that will be when this goes to air but mm. somehow in the middle of everything that was happening in gaza and the west bank and israel the corruption trial of benjamin netanyahu was allowed to go on it mm-hmm. was paused for covid this has been going on for years and years and years now uh charges were fraud breach of trust and bribery Mm -hmm. which involved him getting favors from friends and business or asking for favors from friends and business and trying to get a newspaper into giving him more favorable coverage 
we don't really have a lot of time to go too deep into the weeds on this, but let's just say it's the usual. But he says mm -hmm. that this trial is an effort by Israel's liberal and media elites to topple his government. Does that mm -hmm. sound familiar? Does Sounds that familiar. sound remotely? Yeah, remotely like things that we've heard elsewhere. Yeah. So a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> some would say that everything that's been going on is an excellent distraction and what a price that this distraction has been including i mean if he's blaming journalists for people's opinion of him mm. i think the number is now pushing a hundred killed in gaza mm -hmm. along with the was our last statistic 1600 give or take and it's probably going to be higher sadly before the year is out over this period of holy high holidays mm. so whether he's going to be damned because of his uh this lawsuits or what what's happened in gaza he takes my award for the year oh and also i almost mm. forgot they I don't know if anyone remembers the protest before everything that happened <laughs> in gaza ramming the law through right that made it the courts unable to declare him or uh, whoever the prime minister is unfit for office. Right. So talk about a setup all around. And I think there's probably still some question about whether or not um, he was so obsessed with keeping himself out of jail that he might've missed the warning signs that a, an attack was coming. That's, that's kind of almost getting into conspiracy theory territory, but I don't think it's uh, outside inappropriateness to, to question whether that might be something that we hear about later that they, they were ignoring the the flashing red light because um, he was so focused on judiciary revamps that you know mm -hmm. to keep himself out of jail that you know he wasn't on quite on the stick as PM like he should have been. But we'll we'll find that out in the long haul. And keeping extremists happy too to keep his government alive. Itmar Ben Gavir, right, the security yeah. minister, oh, yeah. whatever his title is. Look, he he may be the worst, a yeah. completely awful person. <laughs> search for him if you dare but he is <laughs> he's up there <laughs> yeah maybe open up a uh, uh incognito mode while you're searching yeah him. Oof, um, absolutely <laughs> uh after that uh my my pick doesn't quite feel so bad um but, mm. but as, as as our fans know uh, i my my choice for worst politician typically is someone who just fails on every level um whether that's on a political level uh you know, failing to secure the votes, failing to please the base, um, failing to achieve political ends, whether that's legislative or policy or um, campaigning. Uh, and I'm just like looking at the year, looking here close to home, looking at who like maybe has fallen so far. I mean, say what you want about Netanyahu. Like, I don't think we had any real expectations when he was reelected. But uh, thinking back to 2015, when Justin Trudeau was elected, um, uh boy boy has has no one sort of like had a such a meteoric rise and such a spectacular fall um this year just uh it, it seemed like until very recently uh pierre polyver has been eating his lunch at every opportunity there was that cabinet shuffle in the summer where we had to say goodbye to omar Gabra and marco mendicino essentially because you know polyver was pushing for them for for their ouster they were they were just so kind of toxic it seemed uh think about david johnson uh once a widely regarded well-respected former governor general um 
now seen as unfortunately probably unfairly corrupt and uh in cahoots with justin trudeau to prevent a full and fulsome investigation into chinese election interference um you, you know and, and to, to to further make the point i mean mendocino's gone because uh corrections canada transferred paul bernardo to medium security when was the last time you heard paulie ever uh express concern about paul bernardo still being in medium security when was the last time you heard Polly ever talk about uh, Chinese election interference? This seemed to be the scheme. And Justin Trudeau, who I think is like fundamentally unconfrontational, um, just could not uh, get out from under uh, Pierre's bootstraps, it seems. And uh, much to the detriment, I mean, this is a liberal government that is getting old, that is, uh, you know interestingly the the smartest political move that justin trudeau made this year was actually made in 2021 which was to have a federal election then instead of this past fall um so kind of staving off uh i mean it looks like we'll probably make it to the finish line in 2025 um but still um just loss after loss and then he undermines himself by like oh i'm gonna pause the carbon tax on heating oil and it you know that opens the door to the the guy who's literally running on a campaign of axe the tax because if you're you know essentially admitting that the carbon tax although there are a lot of studies to say otherwise is not the the drag on inflation that pierre Polly ever wants it to be but you know justin trudeau opened the door for him to further exploit that and it seems like i don't know I don't want to say that maybe it was a, a shrewd call because I don't think it was a shrewd call. I think it was a nakedly political call. But um, that all-nighter where the conservatives were pushing for a uh, cut to the carbon tax that forced Parliament to be to be open all night long, taking vote after vote after vote, which Pierre Polyevra largely was not in the Commons to do, um, <laughs> uh, seemed to have had an effect on their uh, meteoric rise in the polls. Uh, the Liberals seemed to be having a bit of a comeback. Um, I, I think it's just because it's not a great look. I, I think people have to keep in mind if Pierre Polyever is not the prime minister at the end of the next election, it is going to be his fault, not Justin Trudeau's. And, you know, it, it, it seems like such a, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't know what you what kind of end you want to call it, but it just to see someone who came into office with so much promise, so much potential, so many promises, and to just sort of be limping here at the end, um, you know, injured, probably beyond repair, just trying to make it to that finish line. Uh, it, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to watch in a way. And uh, I, I just, it's, it's been a bad year for Justin as a lot, a lot, and he's getting divorced too. So it's been a personally a bad, personally and politically, a bad year for Justin all around. <laughs> oh yeah from from bad to worse and it's been a well not a i guess 10 year arc long longish decline i'm going to tie in a book recommendation i just finished mm -hmm. indian in the cabinet by jody wilson raybould which pulls mm -hmm. back the curtain on things that happened just a few years ago i mean not many many years ago but enough that it's sort of gone by the wayside particularly with the covid era upon mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. but she really takes him to task Mm. and does uh, this analysis for you know from in you don't often get this kind of insiders 
inside baseball report on on what happens there's yeah. a lot she wasn't able to say due to confidentiality but mm. what does come out is actually pretty damning mm. because it it was almost if if more people knew about it and of course it was it was you know well well covered at the time mm. but somehow there was a point in the past where particularly a scandal like the snc lavalin would have unseated a government Mm. And yet they come. They came back with a minority, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we're just in general more tolerant of scandal, but with the the, the pounding that you described, and it is a pounding that they're mm -hmm. taking, mm -hmm. and with no real contender in the wings, it seems to take the place of Trudeau. Yeah, uh, th this is going to be the Liberals' challenge. Does you know? Does he leave a la Mulroney? Mm. Uh, before the next election, or or does he just stay on and and take what comes? This is the great question. I mean, it's there are so many intricacies here. Like, I I think he stays on. Like, win or lose the next election, he stays on through the next election because you don't want to tag the successor with the failures of or the the inability to. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to overcome the fact that this is an old, it's eight years old. It's an eight-year-old government, and we kind of get bored with governments, no matter how good they are, after you know eight or nine years. So it's mm -hmm. that that's going to be the tough. Uh, the other thing too is, um, when the conservatives are ascendant, uh, that is when the block influence recedes. So if I were the leader of the Bloc Quebecois, I'd be stepping very, very carefully because, I mean. They almost went into a, if if the conservatives had one more time had won one more time, we probably mm. would would not have to worry about the blockade Quebecois anymore. But um, so so there's that working in the liberals' favor. The other thing is, and you know, we saw this in the last couple of weeks of of the year. You know, this this one MP, I think she's from Peterborough, Michelle Ferrari, who's like, "Can you believe this? There's tampons in the men's room," and she barges into the men's room, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's like this is what like. They keep trying to import this MAGA Republican style politics, and they just it don't stick in Canada because we we're just not programmed that way, and our politics aren't programmed that way. And I mean, you can do some of that, and you are for sure going to win votes in Alberta and Saskatchewan. But as we all mm -hmm. know, that's not where elections are won; they're won in the GTA and Quebec. So, um, you know, and, and Quebec hates that stuff. So it you know it, it, the, the the conservatives, yes, seem to be an ascendant, but I, I think in, in this year, you know, they're going to have ask themselves, you know, um, can we play reckless or are, are we going to play smarter and maybe have the Michelle Ferraris stay out of the <laughs> men's room? You know, it's <laughs> maybe, you know, uh, taking, uh, you know, uh, viral videos of yourself coming into the caucus room with McDonald's because it's the middle of the night on a. Oh. On a spread yeah. of votes that you're forcing, um, yeah. even though you're kind of taking breaks to not be there, that seems kind of. I mean, that's that's it's it's just, it's just silly. It's making a mockery of it, and it's and it's McDonald's is Trump's favorite meal, right? He he never hid that. Oh my god, I hadn't thought of that. And they're obsessed, they're obsessed with washrooms. So obsessed with where people go to the toilet. It's like, <laughs> oh boy. All right, forget. Let's forget all. all forget about all that. Although I will say, I had a runner-up, Kevin McCarthy, because talk about failing. He starts the year as barely getting speaker and ends the year not being in office at all. Anyway. Oh yeah, mine. Was, mine was Mielli in Argentina. Like, oh, nice. look out. 
Yeah, that's I'm, he's probably in. I'll just pick him now for 2024 because it's looking bad. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to some good news story. Um, I'll go first with this one. Uh, my good news story of the year is uh, protest works. Um, we saw that with uh, the green belt, uh, especially. Uh, I mean, th- that kind of started late 2022 and it you know the pressure just kept up like people were like at protests like every weekend some some people were holding protests every weekend and not just like green belt stuff but like highway 413 uh official plan mussing about um i mean i really think i mean the auditor's general's report is is one thing um but like the I, I really do look at that protest at Bigamans in Kitchener, where it's like a thousand people out front, like blocking cars on their way in. The story, the story on that day was out front. It was not inside Bigamans, and I mean the biggest news items that came out from inside Bigamans is um, when you know Doug Ford basically announced that they, they were siding with the parental choice twerps, um, which didn't win him any favors. Uh, like the momentum was all with. It was entirely with the protesters that day and people wanting him to um, do the right thing and put the green belt back where he found it. Keep his promise to 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 keep the green belt um, intact. And then, you know, two weeks later, we get that um, rather contrite announcement that he, he was going to do just that and bring legislation forward. Um, I think by that point, like Steve Clark had already resigned, but um they were still going to to proceed but protests work this year and and I, you know i say that mm. on a number of fronts like the you know we had the canadian government siding with uh, new zealand and australia saying that we need a humanitarian ceasefire in gaza i think that's because we have so many young people like out in the streets every weekend protesting um the slaughtering of civilians in gaza um and it's not just you know, uh, Muslim youth or or Canadian youth. You know, there are a lot of people in the Jewish community who are um, very much uh, standing in solidarity too. Um, the counter protest, the one million march for children, where you see like two, three, four times the number of people coming out. Um, that protest. I mean, that was supposed to be the new convoy movement. That seems to have disappeared. So, I mean, direct action still works. Getting out in the street works. Uh, showing your politicians that uh, you are serious and that you will fight for what you believe in still works. Um, sometimes you don't get there as soon as you like, but uh, you know you got to kind of keep up that pressure sometimes. And I think that's that's the good news story of the year. Protest works. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people that know me know that I love I love a good protest. <laughs> survived the G twenty among other things in Toronto, but. Uh, yeah, very true. Uh, there is there is strength in numbers, and and mm. the more folk that understand that, the, the 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 better politics and everything in general will be. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to show up mm-hmm. in some in some form, whether it is like you say, physical protest or by what whatever whatever your cause, whatever the goal is. That now there's the shortcoming of the uh, the million whatever march or. Mm. convoy light or whatever the heck is going on is that <laughs> is that they're not organized you need yes you need organization and you need to be right, right on top of that or you know to get to get your message out whatever it may be right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely thumbs up thumbs up okay uh so that what's your good news story of the year then 
Oh, my, my good news story, and I'm trying to be nonpartisan about this as much as possible, <laughs> is uh is is the is the green win mm. in uh, Kitchener Center, mm-hmm. Ashton Clancy, mm-hmm. and I, you know, again going back to pe- people who know me, <laughs> I, I I don't necess- I don't belong to any political party right now. I have in the past. I've been called everything under the sun, including anarchist. But anyway, that's that's just me. But I also, I, in the face of all that, I I, I believe that, and it's I, maybe it's a contradiction of sorts. It's I, I don't think it is that multiple voices are better for everyone. Mm-hmm. It kind of leans into the protest movement mm. you're talking about, or movements, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Greens still advocate for proportional representation. If I understand, I haven't seen their policy in a long time, but I know that's. Actually, I think most of the other parties in, in Canada do. When mm. I say the other parties, I mean not conservative and not liberal, right? So mm-hmm. whoever else mm-hmm. lean towards that. And uh, it was actually my own cause celeb when I was a candidate also a lot of years ago. But mm-hmm. it's it's good to see that people are willing to take a chance on something. And the Greens are not new. This, no. this is an overnight sensation stuff. It's at least 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so here is the result of 30, well, 30 plus years in Canada, longer other places in the world. And Kitchener Center said, okay, it's time. And there's uh, there's obviously a bunch of other reasons behind that as well, because mm. Ashlyn Clancy was a known known and was on council and all those things. Mm-hmm. But what's significant about it is that the liberals that are supposed to be the assumed government in waiting, fourth place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the excuse will be, well, it's a by-election. The other significant thing is the conservatives just phoning it in completely. Yeah. They didn't even do that much, right? Yeah. So is is, is this the future of elections in Ontario? Is it a reflection of how things are going to go federally? I'm not so sure about that. But it shows that I mean it it was a it was a fairly big majority of voters for Greens. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that that's significant. We can't, you know, can't underestimate that. That will it translate to a to a future wave? Maybe, but the more voices in Queens Park, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm not very much on. It's always funny when all the independents run for whatever they are, including John John Jamel showed up. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> the by election king, uh, and it, you know, well within it's just classic stuff, right? He's well within his rights. Mm-hmm. That that's also people tr- trying to speak to things and make mm-hmm. some kind of message, whatever it is, or how you know, thirty votes <laughs> doesn't matter, right? Yeah, at least at least they they showed up, right? So I think it's fairly significant, and I'm just you know the the question is, does it translate into a larger movement, and not necessarily just for the Greens, but it's like are willing are people going to be willing to take a chance on something different rather think- than the same? And, and I think honestly that um, one one of the interesting things about what happened at Kitchener Center, like getting eighteen candidates out for a provincial by election, and a, I mean there are a number of stories here. Number one is a pretty safe NDP seat. You know um, that that's it's also an upset for the NDP too. Oh yeah, but trusting. Yep. But yeah, it's it you know to have eighteen candidates. I think that speaks to like a real desire, like something 
and th- this should not be terribly surprising that you know there's something in the in the wind in the woodwork that people are kind of unsatisfied with uh leadership as it is um and, and you know and i like you don't want to read too much into this i mean it was th- th- there was something there was something in the water that made this sort of like the right time the right way you got mike morris federally uh it's a by-election um ashland clancy was like there right out of the gate she had great support from uh mike schreiner obviously elizabeth may from the federal level mike morris um i mean there were guelph greens who were going in and out of kitchener center uh all november long to, to help out and phone bank and door knock uh so they had a great ground game you can't do that when you're fighting a an election at 100 and however many writings we have in ontario but um mm-hmm. it, it is a bit like the protest story it's a tribute to the power of organizing that uh it, it can be done um and if and, and if it's done well you can you can make a breakthrough for sure oh yeah they showed up you have to show up right that's mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. do not phone it in or you will be done <laughs> or you know run in the riding you live in maybe i don't know um, yeah <laughs> unless you're john tramell then you can um, just run wherever yeah well speaking of john tramell uh how many how many elections do you think for him now is it 110 oh you're close it's 109 get your yeah i knew it was something i knew because he had his uh, he he had his century yeah <laughs> a few yeah wow that's so he's he's blowing away his own record. Yeah, uh, number one hundred was in February twenty twenty. He ran in a by election in Orleans. In Orleans, um, mm. uh, that was uh, one of his popper party uh, represent moments. Otherwise, he's kind of independent. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see his like again, unless some kid starts now and then by twenty fifty. Oh yeah, like if if you're if you're eighteen now and you want to like break this record like yeah get on it like get cracking um start start signing your signing up um because that's the only well, way you're lose your it. deposit over and over again <laughs> um it's a lot of cake yeah yeah well he's 1951 that's he was born february to 22nd 1951 so uh how old how old does that make him 72 that sounds right, right? He's almost seventy three. Seventy four. Yeah. Um, Math so, is I mean, not a strong suit that people will know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I just, I just, just want to point out that like, he still got some years left. Like he could theoretically run for another ten years and you know mm. put more points on the board. So, bless him. Uh, yeah, bless him. Bless him indeed. Um. That brings us to our regular break time. So we're going to pause here, and then we're going to come right back with our dumpster fire and good politician of the year, or best politician of the year. Um, and we'll come right back with all that. You're listening to Open Source's Guelph here on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. left up to my own devices, I would try to stay high just like the Guelph rental prices. It's the slices of the pie, divvied up, people giving up, listen up, you gon' have to tuck in every single buck, out of luck, yo, this kind of stuff puts me in a rage, like business stage, and I'm playing for minimum wage, on the block, all my ops are the politicians, cause the promise the opposite like a contradiction. 
DJ Double D on the track. We on these fools. We gotta fix up. Your time is done. The time is now. We come for any false prophets. It's on high. 23 time is done. The time is now. We come for any false prophets. It's on high. Your time is done. Time is now, we come from any false prophet who sits on high. The time is done, and the time is now. We come from any false prophet coming for y'all. And there's some local content there, possibly the most political song come out of golf, maybe ever. Mm. But I believe it's from 2022. Mm-hmm. DJ DD featuring the voice of the you'll know well, Noah 23, mm-hmm. front of the station. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't actually know he was, that's the first I've heard from him in a long time. Mm. But anyway, the song is called, and this is a long, long title, The Cost of Living, Ontario, Canada, Guelph, The Time is Nigh for These False Prophets. <laughs> so how what could a, we not throw that in for the new year to kick it what off? A title. Right? With some, what a title. What a title. Yep. And addresses probably about 18 things that we've talked about on the show over the past year. So mm-hmm. figured it was apropos. Yeah. No, twenty three used to be a neighbor of mine too. He used to live in. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Used to live in the Quattro. So, hmm. Yeah, uh, like I said, I hadn't, hadn't heard anything in a while. He's putting he's out back. new stuff. Yeah, he's putting out new mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um. All right, dumpster fire of the year. Do you want to kick off with your dumpster fire? Sure. Okay. It's the climate file. Ooh, yes. It's all things climate and climate change. Hmm. If the cloud of wildfire smoke that reached us in the summer wasn't a reminder enough, <laughs> and yet here we are still in the wake of COP28, the most recent, it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, we're seeing, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just seeing governments and leaders and everyone in this kind of hard denial from Daniel Smith, Polyev, Scott Moe, everybody's favorite, Scott Hankill Moe. <laughs> Even Doug Ford, Miele in Argentina, who I mentioned earlier, uh, Geet Wilders in the Netherlands, who's who would be another candidate for worst of like absolute worst. We're heading for the dark side with people who are being elected, but beyond that, the mechanisms that are supposed to keep them in check, particularly things like COP twenty eight, UN based, are failing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot Trump. Of course, how could I? How could I forget Trump? Right. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that he's saying he's going to be elected next time around it's like put it this way hard right nut bar equals climate villain so mm-hmm. this is kind of a blanket assessment here right but mm-hmm. we've had all records blown away 2023 probably going to be the warmest year ever it's bleak every single report is bleak and we found mm-hmm. as we coughed our way through last summer that it's not really getting any better mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this the uh that summit was like you know, the weak, the, whatever they, they come up with is going to be ignored for sure, which is what keeps happening. Right. What's the latest jargon, the global stock take, we're going to do a global stock take on oil and gas and fossil fuels. Like what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And we've got somebody from the industry yeah. who's the chair of the conference. Just yep. forget it. Like you might as well fold the tents up and go home. Yeah. Why, 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 you know, expend your carbon footprint going to this crap because it's not going to do anything. And I hate to be so negative about it, but it's, we see this from the first one mm-hmm. way, way back when like, we have to have this together by 2000. 
you have to have this together by the year two. Suzuki's daughter, right? In Rio. Yeah. yeah. 30 plus years ago now. She, you know, she was the Greta Thunberg of, of all those years ago. Didn't <laughs> listen to her. Not going to listen to Greta. Not going to listen to any of the protesters that, at, that were at, you know, I'm sorry if this diminishes the, you know, your thumbs up for the protesters <laughs> there, but really it's like they're not listening. When yeah. you put corporate interests in charge of these things, it's never, ever, ever going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. So we have a problem, and that is the dumpster fire of the, but I'm going to call it the dumpster fire of the century and personally yeah. retire the topic because it's like, <laughs> it's never going to be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's sorry, folks. I really, <laughs> you wanted a fire. <laughs> I'm going to give you a fire. No, I mean, the, like Sultan Ahmed Al Jabbar who is um, the Minister of Industry and Advanced Technology in the UAE, also the head of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, mm-hmm. um, leading COP28. Like, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia picture here, and boy, does he look like the the nerd in every summer camp movie that gets <laughs> bullied at the beginning. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like there, there was this like leaked audio that came out of him saying, like, well, there's really no science behind the claims that phasing out fossil fuels have any impact it's like of course you say that dude because you know you're drowning in gulf oil money so why would you want the the good times to stop and uh, i mean yeah i mean they had another cop it's like well they're trying to rush to a conclusion you know before cop 28 is expired it's like okay like is it gonna change anything you know i had to wear a mask outside at this june because of the the smoke you know that's Mm -hmm. that's not great and it's yeah, like the, and there was a no, the no forecast worries. on the weather network there with the with the cloud of smoke. It wasn't rain. It wasn't sunshine. Smoke was the forecast. There was air quality warnings like in Ontario in the summer for like the first time in like twenty years since we've like got rid of the, the coal fire plants. It's that mm-hmm. now now it's trees on fire hundreds of miles north of here. That is you know giving us air quality issues. It, you know, nothing nothing to see here. <laughs> Yeah, and you know he, he's saying none of the science. It's it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. It's almost all of the science. Almost and all Daniel the science, says yeah. the same thing. Polyev says the same thing, and it's just. Well, I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's also worse because like Daniel Smith is like phrasing it as this sovereignty thing. Like, how dare you tell us what to do? It's like, well, where's the oil? All the oil and gas production, Danielle. It's in Alberta and Saskatchewan. What's causing the problem, Danielle? Oil and gas production. Do you want to maybe work with us? Oh no, you don't yeah. want to work with us. Okay, then what are we supposed to do? You know, and who subsidizes the hell out of it? It's not her. Yeah, right. That's coming from the top. That's coming from the feds, right? So, right. No one's in, no one is innocent in this, right? Well, of course, the feds don't want to take act. Like even the tepid actions they are taking, which you know, like makes Mo and Smith crazy. You know, they're they're taking like the most tepid actions, but they get the most they get the most extreme response. Um, and so it doesn't make them want to take any like kind of real action, like not building the stupid pipelines at all. Um, yeah, it's it's rough. And- yeah, the Polyev government will undo it all and then do less than zero on it. So, oh, for sure, that's where that's where Canada is heading, one hundred percent. So, just be aware of that, folks. It's it's cool. Pierce like wearing a t-shirt and aviators. He's just looking rad. It's gonna be great. Got it. I hope he doesn't come to town. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, that isn't a threat, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'll just be in the bunker stewing and trying not to have a, a brain hemorrhage. That's probably what's going to happen. Sc- Scotty's just worried about falling under the sway of those baby blues. I don't know. Um, <laughs> does he have blue eyes? I don't even know. Um, oh. Anyway. I'm sure there's a fan page somewhere that's got all that broken down. Oh my goodness. If anyone's auditioning, Jeff. For, a, if anyone's auditioning for a fan page. Um, oh. uh, mine is a little less dire than Scotty's. My dumps are fire, but it's um the erosion the, the erosion of the information eco spaces here combined with the uh far right takeover of social media um especially on the twitter side you know with elon musk he, you know it was a couple of weeks ago he does this like spaces where he's got vivek ramaswani who's a presidential candidate that says great replacement theory is real uh yes tucker carlson who will uh, oddly enough, we'll be soon appearing in Alberta with Conrad Black and Rex Murphy. Boy, talk about the three stooges. Um, oh. And then, <laughs> and also on that uh, that space, this was Alex Jones, who has been sued for a billion dollars because he made up lies about the parents of dead children. Tell me this isn't crazy. To re-platform Alex Jones. And then on top of it all, you have Musk who has, has taken this platform that at times not great, but has become rather essential in terms of the the dispersion of news and needed and trusted information. And has completely um, scrambled it to make it uh, unusable to um, elevate and help monetize some of the most terrible people, people like Andrew Tate, who is on trial in Europe for sex trafficking. He is not a hero. Um, you know, Elon Musk embraces anti-Semitism, and then he gets up at the New York Times and tells, you know, advertisers like Disney and Nike to f off. You know, and he changes <laughs> he changes Twitter to X. He's like, no, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. It's going to be X.com because it sounds rad. And it's like you realize that one of the most richest, most influential people in the world is a 13-year-old boy who's trying to piss you off with his stupidity and his adolescence. It's just I've had enough. I've had enough of him. I've had enough. All these people he's elevating. And then on the flip side, you have the Canadian News Act, uh, meta blocking, legitimate news links. Uh, from Canadian news sources, legitimate Canadian news sources, even during wildfire season, which we just talked about, um, the, the government said, hey, like, can you stop the blocking so that we can make sure people can get information about these wildfires um, and maybe how to avoid getting hurt or getting burned or when to evacuate? Of course, Meta doesn't do it because Mark Zuckerberg is only slightly better than some of his contemporaries. Um, but then you also have this ties into kind of a local angle. Ty Mac, who is stealing articles from the Mercury Tribune and Guelph Today and and rewriting them and posting them on his side, he can post news articles just fine. But like the people who are actually doing the news can't share their stuff. It's just so bizarre. And I don't know who I want to be mad at worse, the Canadian government or Meta. It's Alien versus Predator. Either way, we lose. Hmm. But it's um it's it's just not great. It, like there was already a problem on Facebook and other social media sites with the fake news getting through unchallenged, unremarked on, and legitimate news sites having trouble getting like the truth out. 
but Meta's made that worse, at least in the context of Canadian news. And oh it's, just, it's just been not a great year for any of this. How I hate everyone and everything you just mentioned. <laughs> Let me count the ways. I guess I'll, I guess I'll have to be brief about it, but I guess we could focus on the billionaires because there seems to be a bit of a pattern. It's always, always generally people with way too much money or mm. those that aspire to be the people with way too much money. Mm. You know, there's Musk mm-hmm. and the metagang, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. but then there's the, the Tates who are rich, but not quite up there. And then there's, there's the wannabes like the local person that you mentioned, but yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, pairing that down a bit to the media, I was walking around the other day and saw flyers being delivered with just this wrapper on them. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Like, is there something rude on there that needs to be covered up? And it's like, no, this is just the way it is now. Yeah. You can't even have uh, a level of local news that's essentially the flyer delivery system. But then maybe every dwelling in town will have some inclination of what's going on without having to have a connection to the internet and having right. to have it filtered. All of the people that you just mentioned, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the erosion is well on. Yeah. And of course, we try. Mm-hmm. Community media tries, and there are people out there trying to stem the tide of this. But man, it's it's tidal wave. But CFRU's blocked too. Like, yeah, well, post, yeah, like, that's the thing. You know, CFRU can't post on Facebook right now or Instagram. And yet, maybe I shouldn't say this publicly, but open sources isn't. We share the show. Yeah, which I don't fully understand, but we're going to let it go. Yeah. And now that I've said something, the AI <laughs> is going to find this and shut us out completely. And right. Send us a summons or something. I don't know, but that's how that's how this is working now, right? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Oh. Like as as a show about news and politics, we can share the, like the link for what's coming up on our show and like you know the link to the podcast and all that. But we can't CFRU can't post stuff, even though most of what CFRU and also should be worth pointing out, CFRU was not going to see any money from the Online News Act either. So I'm not sure why no. we're being punished. <laughs> <laughs> no not a not a nickel nothing considering half of our programming on cfru is music um and mm-hmm. half is but sp- half is spoken word that doesn't mean news it just means like people talking like my other show end credits mm-hmm. or android's dungeon which is about video games and board games and uh, all critical stuff in my world right like the, yeah. you know they're it's unique it needs it needs to be out there so sounds like old times with the radio shows and stuff it, you know it's yeah it, it just like it's it's it just seems very bizarre who's being targeted and how they're being targeted um i should point out as well oh, keep... i i won't see any of that mm. online news money online news act money either because i'm a one-man band but yeah it's bizarre it's so bizarre but we're gonna keep fighting it yeah we keep good yeah. people not not good not not gonna keep fighting anyway uh speaking yeah. of good fights let's talk about best politician of the year who do you got my pick is, I guess he's extra political, but mm. still an elected person. It's Sean Fain, mm. the president of the United Auto Workers in the States, who was elected mm. in, I think it was March, 2023. Mm. So 400,000 people in the United Auto Workers in the US. What's changed for them is that rather than having delegates decide, and we talked a bit about this in terms of regular politics in Canada, how party leaders are chosen. This is a US example, but... Rather than have a delegated convention, now it's every member gets to vote. So, of course, far more democratic. And Sean Fain's promise when he was the president or when he won the presidency Mm. was he promised to clean up the internal corruption 
and the cronyism that was very prevalent in the UAW and had been for years. Mm -hmm. Usual stuff, people taking gifts and it was to the tune, I think it was something to the tune of 5 million. They had to do an audit. And Mm. so getting rid of that and bringing in the whole focus on as almost previously mentioned about going after multi-billion dollar owners, <laughs> corporations, and employers who refuse to cough up and give workers fair deal in the wake of record profits. Mm-hmm. Something that happened with auto workers in the States in the, uh, in 2008, as a lot of people did, they gave, made concessions and gave things up, mm-hmm. but it was only supposed to be temporary. It never it came back. And now finally with Fain at the helm, they've mm-hmm. managed to recover those losses and uh you know and and going back to these um the corruption that was within the union i mean you wonder where guys like ford come out you know fat cat union bosses which is a stupid (laughs) trope that he just keeps using Mm -hmm. but it's not completely wrong Mm. it's not completely wrong if you look at what was going on with the uaw and thus happened in other places as well right Mm -hmm. give somebody you know open the door a little bit somebody's going to run through it so not completely unwarranted, but now the times are changing. Mm. And yeah, you know, we'll see. They had that strike in September, which was underreported as usual. Mm. It's the largest strike, one of the largest strikes they've had. It's the first time that all three of the um the big three auto workers were out at the same time ever mm-hmm. in the history of their union, right? Mm-hmm. And uh and it's always a team effort too. It isn't just any one person, but when you've got somebody like Fain at the helm was ready to change it up. Oh, and he's an electrician to boot. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's a brother electrician, as we used to say in the trades. As yeah. some of us still say in the trades. I'm going to change the language up a bit, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, My hot yeah. pick. No, no, that's a good choice. I mean, because it was a good, like, it was a really good year for labor uh, all over the place, whether it's the Hollywood, you know, writers and actors strike getting a lot of what mm-hmm. they wanted uh you know up the road in waterloo we had them on the the young people who organized their starbucks and um and unionized that shop um yeah yeah really good year for labor um not a perfect year but i mean good progress i mean the uaw strike was enough to bring out uh, the president of the united states to walk a picket line so hey not too shabby oh and I, man i hope tesla's next <laughs> oh if they can get tesla that would be that would just make my my life i think oh my like, that might be enough to make elon push the button if you know what i yeah. mean so uh, just quickly my runner-up was anybody yeah. that was willing to say the word ceasefire in politics yeah that's nice we'll leave yeah. that at that yeah um i went super local for my pick um and i hope uh again not to sound too partisan but i mean i was thinking a lot about queen's park that's where a lot of the action was this year hard to say doug ford was a good politician this year he (laughs) you know created a bunch of policy everyone hated him (laughs) (laughs) created a bunch of policy everyone hated it walked it back uh merit styles i mean it took her a while to find her footing um but then she kind of uh, stepped on it with uh, expelling sarah jama instead of standing up for her as uh she came under attack like remember there was a whole week this year where the ontario government basically spent their time trying to expel one member who was a disabled black woman um so that's not a great look uh liberals spent most of the year trying to find a leader although they did win a couple of by-elections not too shabby um 
and then you know bonnie crombie's elected and uh <laughs> already has an attack about how out of touch and elite she is because she owns a I property saw that. Yeah. in the Hamptons. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a bit rich coming from <laughs> Doug Ford, who owns a cottage, owns a condo in Florida, uh, lives in his mother's house, owns his father's business, inherited his, his brother's political machine. Um, Nepo baby extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. He's got all the Nepo bases covered. Um, so that, who does that leave? Mike Schreiner. Um, people may have forgotten that this uh, this year started with the liberals trying to court Mike Schreiner to take over. <laughs> Remember mm. the the the, yeah. the the draft Mike Schreiner campaign for the liberals. Um, that didn't go well. I had always had I I I suspected he would not go for it. He did give it some due consideration, which um is probably appreciated. Um, but I, I think he made the right call. And of course, you know, this, this year begins with him being courted to take over the liberals, um, understanding his appeal, uh, ends with him getting a buddy in Queens park, helping Ashlyn Clancy win Kitchener center, which we just talked about. But I, in between, I think he's just been, uh, he's essentially been opposition leader as the NDP. We're trying to find a leader, Liberals struggling to find a leader. Um, as I said, Merritt Siles trying to find his, trying to find her footing. Uh, Schreiner became, I think, essentially the de facto opposition leader, um, and that has been a, a real strength for him. Uh, he's shown himself to be able to work across party lines when possible, but also not afraid to call stuff out. I think he's been on the right side of a lot of things. I think people are listening. Whether or not that can turn into like actual votes and actual, you know, power in government beyond just having two people there. I, I would say that um having two people there um maybe does show uh that maybe he is developing some political power. Um not to say that he didn't have it before. But yeah, uh two green MPPs when the legislature sits again at the end of February. Um I mean we 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 saw it again this year. Uh, Doug Ford doesn't typically get up to respond to Mike, but when he does, he um, how can I put this delicately? Craps the bed. Um, called <laughs> he called Mike Schreiner Mister Green, and then used some half remember <laughs> factoid that somebody probably texted him in the middle of question period, and uh, he just looks bad all around. Meanwhile, Mike uh, total class act. Um, calmly, carefully, uh, coordinatedly, you know, responds that, you know, Doug Ford, despite being cut off by the speaker because he was rambling, did not answer the question. <laughs> so it, it just, you know, when they, the two of them, when they do occasionally go head to head, uh, he just looks so much better. Um, but again, I don't want to sound too partisan. I don't want to sound like I'm Mike's campaign manager, but it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to look at what's happening at Queens park and not say that there is someone there who is winning the political game and their name is Mike Schreiner. So, um, and, and pe yeah. people should know we don't discuss these awards ahead of time, but here we, no. we've uh, given both of the green MPPs, <laughs> uh, hardware this year on the, on the good side of the ledger. So that's something, but yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if, you know, Doug Ford calling golf bunch of left wing lunatics or whatever. If oh that's happening, God. then you know, th this town is doing something right. If that's what he thinks of this place, but yeah, and as you said about Mike as de facto leader for sure, because every presser, every single thing, mm -hmm. they weren't going to John Fraser and they weren't going to Merritt Styles. Go to Mike first. Yeah, not just CTV Kitchener Global. You'd see it everywhere, and even yeah. on the radio, it's like yeah. that's saying something. And yeah. he's he's effectively well not now 
but was a single voice up until recently. Yeah. And as you say, well, liked as well, because, you know, if the liberals are trying to draft you, then that's, that speaks to his character as well. Right. It's saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, people like Mike enough that they, they want to adopt him <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> didn't work out. But as, as we talked about before, it's like, we'll see what the next election brings. And I think it's going to bring some good things for them. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, like, if, if you have a beachhead in southwestern ontario um can you build out from that um i'm not sure we're in for like a green sweep but i I think people are if if this works out the way i think a lot of people think it's going to be like if you if you double the effectiveness of the green caucus and now there is a green caucus in queen's park what does that look like and that's going to be very interesting to watch in the new year specifically Um, if there's a minority which is a possibility right for sure that'll be hugely significant yeah for sure um, I did have two runners up. I had uh, Olivia oh. Chow, finally mayor of Toronto. Um, finally, speaking of loony lefties, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, that's another, you know, I almost said Donald Trump. Doug Ford throwing that term around, you know. Remember, <laughs> you might as well say. <laughs> I mean, remember when he was like, boy, if they get a lefty in there, it's game over or whatever he said. Um, also, Wab Canoe, new Manitoba premier. Oh, first, Wab Canoe, yeah. First uh, provincial premier. Of the first nation massive significance yeah massive yeah massive for sure um well that brings us to the end of the hour and uh it also uh officially brings to a close the first episode of our 10th year of open source yeah wow yeah i was trying to remember the other day how long it's been so yep january 2015 is when we, we you and i went solo and the uh, kickoff yeah <laughs> amazing a decade in the in the new format the new i guess can't really call it the new format anymore (laughs) our new format on community radio oh i think we should give ourselves awards uh yeah i'm for that um but if anyone or if anybody wants to send us some kind of award that we can donate to the station then uh please feel free to do that Uh, i was gonna say we can keep doing what we do it's gonna say monetary rewards so we can pamper ourselves but sure yeah, I was trying to say that without saying that, but yeah, now that you've said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's to uh, year 10, because we have 49 more shows to go this year, uh, and we hope you like them all. But for now, uh, you can listen to this show uh, or any of our previous episodes by downloading it every Monday from our website, opensourcesguelph.com. We're on the Guelph Politicast channel on Podbean or through your favorite app like Apple, Google, TuneIn, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook at Open Sources Newswire and we're on Twitter at OS underscore Guelph. I'll be back on CFRU Wednesday at 3 p.m. for the movie review, the, the movie review show that I co-host called End Credits. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam A. Donaldson or my news and politics site at GuelphPolitico.ca. And I'm Scotty Hertz on Facebook, Twitter, and Blue Sky. And if you're joining us at our regular time, please stay tuned for Turtle Island Underground at 6 o'clock. Yes, indeed. That is one of the many great programs that you'll hear on this station, CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. And we will be back for Year 10, Part 2, next Thursday at 5 p.m. for more Open Sources. And we will see you then.